what are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbur Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville-Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community. Because, of course, our goal here is to close the wealth gap. Um, and we do that by sharing information. We do that by, um, you know, having insightful conversations and, you know, bringing the real. You know, we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help, you know, all of us to grow and thrive together. So, you know, we're going to jump into it, man. I appreciate you being here, man, and taking a little time out with me. But, you know, we're going to jump right into it. So, you know, you've been a barber by trade uh, for, you know, a number of years now. And I got to give you a little bit of background on okay, how I met <laughs> Francisco. I had uh, recently moved to um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know, he called me in a restaurant. Um, and you know, I must have not been, you know, too well put together because he noticed and he said, Hey man, you know, I need to holler at you, man. I need to, you need to come see me. I'm I'm like, what's going on? And, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I had you know, I haven't found that that barber right. You know, you, you know, of course we know we need that barber. Of course, this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head. I had still had a few waves left, and he's like, Man, you need to come see me, I need to take care of you. Let me tighten you up a little bit. And you know, from that point on, you know, he's been A1 from day one. So I definitely appreciate him. He definitely became my barber of choice you know while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know I'm always grateful and appreciative they always trying to get back to him so you know thankful for that but man you know just uh you know take me back if you will so you know when did you you know start cutting so I started cutting let's say middle school really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut. My brother needed a haircut. <laughs> you don't have barbershop money. You know, it's it's what are we gonna do? So I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin. He was in college at the time. He gave me his old pair and that's uh, when I started fading. Took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum, but uh, I actually started getting good at it. Then in middle school, my friends, hey man, I need a haircut. I need a lineup. I was like, okay. Started doing that. Then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, I let you cut my hair on, on lunch. I talked in school suspension teacher and then actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I wasn't really charging anything, it was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come you know it's it's not the issue always definitely believe in turn your your passion into a profit um and definitely always follow so you know one good thing i always you know like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between you know when you say you started cutting 
versus the transition to becoming a barber. You know, so I, I can see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow. And it's, you know, you say school wasn't necessarily how you listed, how the list of priorities at the time. So you say, you know what, you saw some, you know, some success coming from, you know, cutting hair. So when did that transition happen? You say, we really took it seriously. You know what, I don't just want to, you know, cut, but I want to become a professional barber. So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. I uh, come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed something to provide for my family. And I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there and then I said, you know what, this is what's going to take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. And so that's about it right there. Yeah, what I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he finally had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, him on the show is, you know, for me it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. When you take care of people, we truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience, you know, I used to definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care. But, um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock. Uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who's cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I say, you definitely, you know, like I say, you obviously take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is you had a service heart first. And that's where we always start, and that's where I always believe your success and your blessings come from. And the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop. And that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart. Be back in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Weather Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. 
Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Fade Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of dive back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school in school suspension director, um, and transitioned to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference you've noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what well, was opportunity so I didn't realize that then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I took advantage of that and then I moved down south again I moved down south and I realized someone gave me an opportunity again and that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion, that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, you give making room for you. It's, you know, having a service heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from, being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shops because your gift is continuing to make room for you so you know tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned you know kind of along the way as you've transitioned have you moved from the you know just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously your family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops you know what has been the kind of one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide you know to them so at first i thought it was teaching them how to cut hair but that's just the first step the biggest lesson that i learned was teaching them how to become professionals how to be responsible and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality, consistency, service. Absolutely, I would say, Success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of givers quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you've kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sat in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There was no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, whoever has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one-hit wonder and, you know, be nice to those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If 
we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And, and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. You take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in, because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about the client and putting the client first, to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way. I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me, my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. You know, one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that in a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have before you stepped into business? Because we all go through that. You know, am I financially in the right position? You know, do I have the, the right kind of support? So, you know, what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap? Well, faith is number one. That's always gonna be number one. Doesn't matter what it is, faith. Two is coming up with a process. If you don't have a process in place, you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of. You can't wing business. Business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing, just off the top of your head. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process. So now you're generating little U's, mini U's. So everybody has that same mindset and we're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how he said close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allowed because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area, that's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves. And that's how we continue to close the wealth gap. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes-Benz. Us. us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? 
So you just said it, the fact that they're consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilburn Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville, Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community because, of course, our goal here is to close the wealth gap. Um, and we do that by sharing information. We do that by, um, you know, having insightful conversations and, you know, bringing the real. You know, we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help, you know, all of us to grow and thrive together. So, you know, we're going to jump into it, man. I appreciate you being here, man, and taking a little time out with me. But, you know, we're going to jump right into it. So, you know, you've been a barber by trade uh, for, you know, a number of years now. And I got to give you a little bit of background on how I met <laughs> Francisco. I had uh, recently moved to um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know, he called me in a restaurant. Um, and, you know, I must have not been, you know, too well put together because he noticed me. He said, hey, man, you know, I need to holler at you, man. I need to, you need to come see me. I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I, had, you know, I haven't found that, that barber right. You know, you, you know, of course, we know we need that barber. Of course, this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head. I had, still had a few waves left. And he's like, man, you need to come see me. I need to take care of you. Let me tighten you up a little bit. And, you know, from that point on, you know, he's A1 from day one. So I definitely appreciate him. He definitely became my barber of choice you know while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know I'm always grateful and appreciative they always trying to get back to him so you know I'm thankful for that but man you know just uh you know take me back if you will so you know when did you you know start cutting so I started cutting let's say middle school really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut, my brother needed a haircut, <laughs> you don't have barbershop money, you know, it's it's what are we going to do. So I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin, he was in college at the time, he gave me his old pair and uh, that's when I started fading. It took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum, but uh, I actually started getting good at it. Then in middle school, my friends, hey man, I need a haircut, I need a lineup, like okay. Started doing that. Then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, I'll let you cut my hair on, on lunch. I talk in school suspension teacher and then actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I wasn't really charging anything, it was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come you know it's it's not the issue always definitely believe in turn your your passion into a profit um and definitely always follow so you know one good thing i always you know like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between you know when you say you started cutting versus the transition to becoming a barber you know so i i could see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow and it's you know say school wasn't necessarily how you listen how the list of priorities at the time so you say you know what you saw some you know some success coming from you know cutting hair so when did that transition happen you say we really took it seriously you know what i don't just want to you know cut but i want to become a professional barber 
So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. Uh, I come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed something to provide for my family. And I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there. And then I said, you know what? This is what's gonna take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. And so that's about it right there. Yeah, what well, I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he found he had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, here on the show is, you know, for me it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. When you take care of people, we truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience, you know, I used to definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care. But, um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who was cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long-term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I say, you definitely, you know, like I say, you always take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is, you had a service heart first and that's where we always start and that's where i always believe your success and your blessings come from and the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop and that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart be back in a minute welcome to hamilton wealth advisors where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the african-american community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor, that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with. Contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Faith Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of dive back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school in school suspension director, um, and transitioned to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference 
you've noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what well, was opportunity so I didn't realize that then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I took advantage of that and then I moved down south again I moved down south then I realized someone gave me an opportunity again and that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, you give making room for you. It's, you know, having a service heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, Nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth, which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shops because your gift is continuing to make room for you. So, you know, tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned, you know, kind of along the way as you've transitioned, have you moved from the, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously your family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops? You know, what has been the kind of one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide, you know, to them? So at first I thought it was teaching them how to cut hair, but that's just the first step. Mm -hmm. The biggest lesson that I learned was teaching them how to become professionals, how to be responsible and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality, consistency, service. Absolutely, I would say, Success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of give us quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you've kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sit in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There was no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, what has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one hit wonder and, you know, be nice with those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And, and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. 
you take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about the client and putting the client first to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me, my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. You know, one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have? before you stepped into business because we all go through that you know am i financially in the right position you know do i have the the right kind of support so you know what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap well faith is number one that's always going to be number one doesn't matter what it is faith two is coming up with a process if you don't have a process in place you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of you can't wing business business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing just off the top of your head it doesn't work like that and so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process so now you're generating little use, many use. So everybody has that same mindset and we're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how you self close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allow because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area, that's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves and that's how we continue to close the wealth gap what are we doing in the black community the we number one consumer of a mercedes-benz is us us the number one consumer of a gucci and a louis vuitton us and they don't even advertise why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. 
Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbur Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's the owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville, Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community. Because, of course, I go here is to close the wealth gap um, and we do that by sharing information we do that by um, you know having insightful conversations and you know bringing the real you know we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help you know all of us to grow and thrive together so you know we're gonna jump into it man I appreciate you being here man taking a little time out with me but you know we're gonna jump right into it so you know you've been a barber by trade uh, for you know a number of years now and I got to give you a little bit of background on how I've met <laughs> Francisco I had uh, recently moved to um, um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know he called me in a restaurant um, and you know I, I must have not been you know too well put together because he noticed and he said hey man you know I need to holler at you man I need, you need to come see me I'm I'm like what's going on and, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I had I haven't found that that barber right you know you, you know of course we know we need that barber because this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head I had still had a few waves left and he's like man you need to come see me I need to take care of you let me tighten you up a little bit and you know from that point on you know he's a one from day one so I definitely appreciate him he definitely became my barber of choice you know while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know I'm always grateful and appreciative they always trying to get back to him so you know I'm thankful for that but man you know just uh you know take me back if you will so you know when did you you know start cutting so I started cutting let's say middle school really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut, my brother needed a haircut, <laughs> you don't have barbershop money, you know, it's, it's what are we going to do. So I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin, he was in college at the time, he gave me his old pair and that's uh, when I started fading. It took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum, but uh, I actually started getting good at it. Then in middle school, my friends, hey man, I need a haircut, I need a lineup. I was like, okay. Started doing that, then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, "I let you cut my hair on, on lunch." So in school suspension teacher, and then I actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I, I wasn't really charging anything. It was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I uh, was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come. You know, it's, it's not the issue. Always, definitely believe in turning your, your passion into a profit. Um, and definitely it always follows. So, you know, one good thing I always, you know, like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between, you know, when you say you started cutting, versus the transition to becoming a barber. You know, so I, I can see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow and it's, you know, you say school wasn't necessarily how you listed, how the list of priorities at the time. So you say, you know what, you saw some, you know, some success coming from, you know, cutting hair. So when did that transition happen? You say we really took it seriously. You know what, I don't just want to, you know, cut, but I want to become a professional barber. So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. I uh, come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed 
something to provide for my family. And I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there. And then I said, you know what, this is what's gonna take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. And so that's about it right there. Yeah, what well, I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he finally had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, here on the show is, you know, for me it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. When you take care of people, we truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience, you know, how you definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care. But, um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who was cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long-term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I say, you definitely, you know, like I say, you obviously take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is you had a service heart first. And that's where we always start, and that's where I always believe your success and your blessings come from. And the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop. And that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart. Be back in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you wanna be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Faith Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of drop down back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school in school suspension director, um, and transitioned to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference you noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what was opportunity so I didn't realize it then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I 
took advantage of that and then I moved down south again. I moved down south and I realized someone gave me an opportunity again. And that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion, that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, your gift making room for you is, you know, having a service heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth, which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shops because your gift is continuing to make room for you. So, you know, tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned, you know, kind of along the way as you've transitioned, have you moved from the, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously your family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops? You know, what has been the kind of the, one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide, you know, to them? So at first I thought it was teaching them how to cut hair, but that's just the first step. Yeah. The biggest lesson that I learned was teaching them how to become professionals, how to be responsible and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality consistency service. Absolutely, I would say, Success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of get rich quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sat in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There was no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, what has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one hit wonder and, you know, be nice with those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And, and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. You take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. 
I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in, because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about the client and putting the client first, to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me, my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. And one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have before you stepped into business? Because we all go through that. You know, am I financially in the right position? You know, do I have the, the right kind of support? So, you know, what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap? Well, faith is number one. That's always going to be number one. Doesn't matter what it is. Faith. Two is coming up with a process. If you don't have a process in place, you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of. You can't wing business. Business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing, just off the top of your head. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process. So now you're generating little use, many use. So everybody has that same mindset and we're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how he said close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allowed because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area. That's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves. And that's how we continue to close the wealth gap. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz is us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilburn Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville, Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community. Because, of course, I 
goal here is to close the wealth gap. Um, and we do that by sharing information. We do that by, um, you know, having insightful conversations and, you know, bringing the real. You know, we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help, you know, all of us to grow and thrive together. So, you know, we're going to jump into it, man. I appreciate you being here, man, and taking a little time out with me. But, you know, we're going to jump right into it. So, you know, you've been a barber by trade uh, for, you know, a number of years now. And I got to give you a little bit of background on how I met <laughs> Francisco. I had uh, recently moved to um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know, he called me in a restaurant. Um, and, you know, I must have not been, you know, too well put together because he noticed and he said, hey, man, you know, I need to holler at you, man. I need to, you need to come see me. I'm, I'm like, what's going on? And, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I had, you know, I haven't found that, that barber right. You know, you, you know, of course, we know we need that barber. Of course, this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head. I had still had a few waves left. And he's like, man, you need to come see me. I need to take care of you. Let me tighten you up a little bit. And, you know, from that point on, you know, he's A1 from day one. So I definitely appreciate him. He definitely became my barber of choice, you know, while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know, I'm always grateful and appreciative. They're always trying to get back to him. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. But man, you know, just uh, you know, take me back if you will. So, you know, when did you, you know, start cutting? So I started cutting, let's say middle school. Really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut. My brother needed a haircut. <laughs> you don't have barbershop money. You know, it's it's what are we gonna do? So I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin. He was in college at the time. He gave me his old pair, and that's uh, when I started fading. It took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum, but uh, I actually started getting good at it. Then in middle school, my friends, hey man, I need a haircut. I need wow. a lineup. I was like okay. Started doing that, then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, "I let you cut my hair on, on lunch." I talked in school suspension teacher, and then I actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I, I wasn't really charging anything. It was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I uh, was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come. You know, it's, it's not the issue. Always, definitely believe in turning your, your passion into a profit. Um, and definitely it always follows. So, you know, one good thing I always, you know, like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between, you know, when you say you started cutting, versus the transition to becoming a barber. You know, so I, I could see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow and it's, you know, you say school wasn't necessarily how you listed, how the list of priorities at the time. So you say, you know what, you saw some, you know, some success coming from, you know, cutting hair. So when did that transition happen? You say, we really took it seriously. You know what, I don't just want to, you know, cut, but I want to become a professional barber. So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. Uh, come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed something to provide for my family. And I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there. And then I said, you know what, this is what's going to take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. 
And so that's about it right there. Yeah, what well, I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he found he had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, him on the show is, you know, for me, it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. When you take care of people, we truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience, you know, how he's definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care. But, um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who's cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I said, you definitely, you know, like I say, we obviously take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is you had a service heart first. And that's where we always start, and that's where I always believe your success and your blessings come from. And the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop. And that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart. Be back in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Wealth Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Faith Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of dive back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school in school suspension director, um, and transitioned to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference You've noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what well, was opportunity so I didn't realize that then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I took advantage of that and then I moved down south again I moved down south and I realized someone gave me an opportunity again 
and that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion, that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, you give making room for you. It's, you know, having a servant's heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, Nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth, which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shots because your gift is continuing to make room for you. So, you know, tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned, you know, kind of along the way as you transition, as you've moved from the, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously a family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops, you know, what has been the kind of one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide, you know, to them? So at first I thought it was teaching them how to cut hair, but that's just the first step. Yeah. The biggest lesson that I learned was teaching them how to become professionals, how to be responsible, and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality, consistency, service. Absolutely. I will say, Success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of get rich quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you've kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sat in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There was no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, what has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one hit wonder and, you know, be nice with those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And, and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. You take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in, because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about 
the client and putting the client first to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. You know, one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that in a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have before you stepped into business? Because we all go through that. You know, am I financially in the right position? You know, do I have the, the right kind of support? So, you know, what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap? Well, faith is number one. That's always going to be number one. Doesn't matter what it is. Faith. Two is coming up with a process. If you don't have a process in place, you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of. You can't wing business. Business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing, just off the top of your head. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process. So now you're generating little use, many use. So everybody has that same mindset. We're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how he said close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allowed because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area. That's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves. And that's how we continue to close the wealth gap. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes-Benz. Us. us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators for so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbur Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville-Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community. Because, of course, I 
our goal here is to close the wealth gap. Um, and we do that by sharing information. We do that by, um, you know, having insightful conversations and, you know, bringing the real. You know, we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help, you know, all of us to grow and thrive together. So, you know, we're going to jump into it, man. I appreciate you being here, man, and taking a little time out with me. But, you know, we're going to jump right into it. So, you know, you've been a barber by trade uh, for, you know, a number of years now. And I got to give you a little bit of background on okay, how I met <laughs> Francisco. I had uh, recently moved to um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know, he called me in a restaurant. Um, and you know, I must have not been, you know, too well put together because he noticed and he said, Hey man, you know, I need to holler at you, man. I need you need to come see me. I'm I'm like, what's going on? And, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I had you know, I haven't found that that barber right. You know, you, you know, of course we know we need that barber. Of course, this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head. I had still had a few waves left, and he's like, Man, you need to come see me, I need to take care of you. Let me tighten you up a little bit. And you know, from that point on, you know, he's A1 from day one. So I definitely appreciate him. He definitely became my barber of choice, you know, while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know I'm always grateful and appreciative they always trying to get back to him so you know I'm thankful for that but man you know just uh you know take me back if you will so you know when did you you know start cutting so I started cutting let's say middle school really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut my brother needed a haircut <laughs> you don't have barbershop money you know it's it's what are we gonna do so I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin he was in college at the time he gave me his old pair and uh, that's when I started fading it took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum but uh, I actually started getting good at it then in middle school my friends hey man I need a haircut I need a lineup like okay Started doing that, then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, "I let you cut my hair on, on lunch." Huh? So in school suspension teacher, and then I actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I, I wasn't really charging anything. It was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I uh, was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come. You know, it's, it's not the issue. Always, definitely believe in turning your, your passion into a profit. Um, and definitely always follow. So, you know, one good thing I always, you know, like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between, you know, when you say you started cutting, versus the transition to becoming a barber. You know, so I, I could see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow and it's, you know, you say school wasn't necessarily how you listed, how the list of priorities at the time. So you say, you know what, you saw some, you know, some success coming from, you know, cutting hair. So when did that transition happen? You say, we really took it serious. Say, you know what, I don't just want to, you know, cut, but I want to become a professional barber. So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. Uh, come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed something to provide for my family. And I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there and then I said, you know what, this is what's going to take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. And so 
That's about it right there. Yeah, what well, I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he finally had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, him on the show is, you know, for me it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. You take care of people. We truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience. You know, I used to definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care. But, um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who was cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm-hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I say, you definitely, you know, like I say, you obviously take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is you had a service heart first. And that's where we always start, and that's where I always believe your success and your blessings come from. And the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop. And that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart. Be back in a minute. Welcome to Hamilton Weather Advisors, where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the African-American community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness, wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come into contact with, contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, The Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Fade Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of dive, dive back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school, in-school suspension director, um, and transition to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference you've noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what was opportunity so I didn't realize that then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I took advantage of that and then I moved down south again I moved down south and I realized someone gave me an opportunity again 
and that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion, that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, you give making room for you. It's, you know, having a service heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth, which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shops because your gift is continuing to make room for you. So, you know, tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned, you know, kind of along the way as you've transitioned, have you moved from the, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously your family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops? You know, what has been the kind of one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide, you know, to them? So at first I thought it was teaching them how to cut hair, but that's just the first step. The biggest lesson that I learned was teaching them how to become professionals, how to be responsible and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality consistency service. Absolutely, I will say, Success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of givers quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you've kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sat in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There were no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, what has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one hit wonder and, you know, be nice with those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. 
you take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about the client and putting the client first to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me, my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. You know, one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have before you stepped into business? Because we all go through that. You know, am I financially in the right position? You know, do I have the, the right kind of support? So, you know, what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap? Well, faith is number one. That's always going to be number one. Doesn't matter what it is, faith. Two is coming up with a process. If you don't have a process in place, you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of. You can't wing business. Business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing, just off the top of your head. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process. So now you're generating little U's, mini U's. So everybody has that same mindset and we're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how you said close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allowed because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area, that's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves. And that's how we continue to close the wealth gap. What are we doing in the black community? The number one consumer of a Mercedes Benz. Us. Us. The number one consumer of a Gucci and a Louis Vuitton. Us. And they don't even advertise. Why is it that in the black community, we are always the number one consumer, but we're not the number one creators? So you just said it, the fact that there's consumers and creators. For so long, we assume success based on consumption. Mm. 
Welcome to another episode of Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Wilbur Hamilton, owner and founder of Hamilton Wealth Advisors. Um, we're blessed to continue our barbershop series today. We're here today with Mr. Francisco Lazo. Thank you, brother, for being here. He's owner and founder of Faith Factory, uh, multiple locations, uh, barbershops in the Huntsville, Madison area of Alabama. Uh, we're just thankful for him taking some time out today to, you know, to kick some game with us and um, hopefully enlighten, enrich, um, and uplift our community. Because of course, I goal here is to close the wealth gap um, and we do that by sharing information we do that by um, you know having insightful conversations and you know bringing the real you know we want to meet people where they are uh, so we can hopefully help you know all of us to grow and thrive together so you know we're gonna jump into it man I appreciate you being here man taking a little time out with me but you know we're gonna jump right into it so you know you've been a barber by trade uh, for you know a number of years now I got to give you a little bit of background okay how I've met <laughs> Francisco I had uh, recently moved to um, um, the Madison area of Alabama and you know, he called me in a restaurant. Um, and you know, I, I must have not been, you know, too well put together because he noticed me he said, Hey man, you know, I need to holler at you, man. I need to, you need to come see me. I'm I'm like, what's going on? And, and I knew I wasn't quite all the way right because I had I haven't found that that barber right. You know, you, you know, of course we know we need that barber because this is back when I still had a little bit more hair on my head. I had still had a few waves left and he's like, Man, you need to come see me, I need to take care of you. Let me tighten you up a little bit. And you know, from that point on, you know, he's A1 from day one. So I definitely appreciate him. He definitely became my barber of choice you know while I was there and anytime I can definitely get back and of course he's been taking care of my sons for a number of years and you know I'm always grateful and appreciative they always trying to get back to him so you know thankful for that but man you know just uh you know take me back if you will so you know when did you you know start cutting so I started cutting let's say middle school really oh, wow. it, it, it really took a point where I needed a haircut, my brother needed a haircut, <laughs> you don't have barbershop money, you know, it's it's what are we gonna do? So I uh, got a pair of clippers from my cousin, he was in college at the time, he gave me his old pair and uh, that's when I started fading. Took uh, maybe an hour and a half <laughs> to do the bare minimum, but uh, I actually started getting good at it. Then in middle school, my friends, hey man, I need a haircut, I need a lineup, like okay. Started doing that, then the hall monitor started seeing us. <laughs> he started getting the haircut. Then I wasn't the best student in school suspension. All of a sudden, he's like, "I let you cut my hair on, on lunch." I talk in school suspension teacher, and then I actually transitioned to the vice principal. <laughs> so I actually started having a little operation that I really enjoyed at the time. I, I, I wasn't really charging anything. It was a passion. So years later, circled back around and I uh, was like, what am I gonna do? Mm. And uh, it was cutting hair. It's like, it's not work, it's, it's a passion. So anything you're passionate about, money will come. You know, it's, it's not the issue. Always, definitely believe in turning your, your passion into a profit. Um, and definitely always follow. So, you know, one good thing I always, you know, like to talk about and uh, we like to speak about is the difference between, you know, when you say you started cutting, versus the transition to becoming a barber. You know, so I, I could see that matriculation coming as your clientele started to grow and it's, you know, say school wasn't necessarily how you listed, how the list of priorities at the time. So you say, you know what, you saw some, you know, some success coming from, you know, cutting hair. So when did that transition happen? You say, we really took it serious. Say, you know what, I don't just wanna, you know, cut, but I wanna become a professional barber. So that took place when I actually moved to Alabama about 14 years ago. Okay. Uh, come from a rough area in Jersey and uh, my mind wasn't all the way together. So when I took a step back and uh, moved down south, uh, I needed something to provide for my family. 
and I noticed that cutting hair was that outlet. And so I definitely wanted to take advantage of something I had passion in and it just started transitioning from there. And then I said, you know what, this is what's gonna take me to the next level. I don't know what that next level is, but it's my outlet. And so that's about it right there. Yeah, what I mean to say, you know, your gift will make room for you. So he found his talent, he found his gift, and he found he had a passion for people. So we always talk about, you know, here on the show is, you know, for me it's always, you know, a, obviously turning your passion into profit, but also having a heart for people. So wanting to be a, a of good service. So, you know, being of service, you know, allows you more opportunities because you're taking care of people. When you take care of people, we truly believe that obviously people take care of you. And obviously, you know, people have been taking good care of you because you've been taking care of them. And I can speak from experience, you know, I used to definitely take care of me and I definitely need to get back so we can take some more care of it. Um, you know, so when you transition down to, you know, Huntsville, obviously that could be a definite culture shock. Uh, coming from up north, you know, transitioning down to a little bit slower pace um, here we have in Alabama. Um, so, you know, what was that transition like as you started to matriculate from being, you know, you know, just a someone who was cutting hair on the side to becoming a actual barber and transitioning to now actually having, you know, your own shop? So that transition key was I started learning a lot more about relationships and trying to build a network of people. And so that was the most important thing for me is was creating relations, relationships that will be long-term. Because I saw the longer I took care of somebody, the more they became a part of my, my life, the more that they would pour into me. Mm -hmm. So that was very important. Okay, well, like I say, you definitely, you know, like I say, you always take care of people, people take care of you, but the biggest thing is, you had a service heart first and that's where we always start and that's where i always believe your success and your blessings come from and the reason why you were able to go from being someone who was cutting hair to becoming a barber and transitioning to someone who's actually now owning your own shop and that was the natural growth of matriculation because you have a service heart be back in a minute welcome to hamilton wealth advisors where our goal is to change the financial landscape of the african-american community by providing the best of the best in financial professionals to help close the gap on financial wellness wealth creation, and wealth transference. We're continuing to expand and grow our reach and add qualified advisors to our team. Help us to teach our community how to create generational wealth. We're looking for passionate, selfless, and professional advisors that pride themselves in the core beliefs that education plus expertise leads to proper execution. So if you think this opportunity may be for you, ask yourself this question, what is your why? And if the answer is you want to be a professional successor advisor, that makes a positive impact in the lives of all you come to contact with. Contact us about joining our team today. As we look to move forward, continue to be a blessing to those who would never come into contact with by creating a successful financial plan today. Yes, and we're right back with you at uh, Closing the Gap, the Truth About Black Wealth. Of course, we're here with Mr. Francisco Lazo, um, owner of um, the Faith Factory in Madison, Huntsville, Alabama. We're going to kind of dive back into it, man. And, you know, you, you started out, you know, cutting hair, you know, started at school from friends to family, you know, to the principal, <laughs> you know, the in-school in school suspension director, um, and transitioned to, you know, Alabama becoming a barber and, and transitioning to now, you know, having your own shop. So, you know, tell me what has been the biggest difference you've noticed as you transition from each stage of you know entrepreneurship what well, was opportunity so I didn't realize that then even starting at a young age uh, they were trying to provide an outlet for me that was positive so as I 
took advantage of that and then I moved down south again. I moved down south and I realized someone gave me an opportunity again. And that was me becoming a barber and trying to establish something. Someone saw something in me once again that I didn't see it myself at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition from a barber to a barbershop owner, that's when I realized now it's my turn to provide opportunity for others that might just not see that they have a passion that they could become profitable, happy, and support their family. Oh, absolutely. And like I say, you know, it's, it's one example of, like I say, your gift making room for you. It's, you know, having a service heart, you know, and, and being a person, you know, of service, you know, and I always say people are only successful as their opportunities. You know, you can be the most skilled barber in the world, but if I don't give you opportunity to cut my hair by sitting in your chair, Nobody can ever find out how good you are with them clippers. Right. You know, just like for me as a financial advisor, nobody can find out how good I am in my profession if they don't give me an opportunity. And the fact that you went from being provided an opportunity to now providing opportunities is going to speak to your continued growth, which is why it's not surprising to see that you transition from one shop to now multiple shops because your gift is continuing to make room for you. So, you know, tell me one of the biggest lessons that you've kind of learned, you know, kind of along the way as you've transitioned, have you moved from the, you know, just kind of taking care of yourself to now taking care of obviously your family and also taking care of multiple barbers inside of your barber shops? You know, what has been the kind of one of the big lessons that you've learned and something that you like to provide, you know, to them? So at first I thought it was teaching them how to cut hair, but that's just the first step. Mm -hmm. The biggest lesson that I learned was teaching them how to become professionals, how to be responsible and how to, when you create these relationships with clients, how to make sure that you are giving them the service that they need, providing that quality, consistency, service. Absolutely, I would say success is consistently doing the right things over a long period of time. And a lot of times people want to be, uh, you know, kind of give us quick or overnight success by, well, I mean, I did a good cut today, so, you know, that's going to be a customer for life. You know, and they, the next time that person sits in that chair, they don't take the same care and take the same concern so it doesn't equal to the same quality. Now, all of a sudden, they may lose that client. Whereas one thing I know, you know, just kind of firsthand, the way you've kind of gone about doing your business that every time I sit in your chair, I got the same quality service each and every time. There was no, you know, you didn't skip any steps. You didn't say, okay, you know, what has been a customer of mine for, you know, a couple years now. He's been, you know, him, his kids, his family, you know, I know he's with me. You didn't take that for granted. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over again. And to me, that's what makes you successful. You know, anybody can be a one hit wonder and, you know, be nice with those clippers one time, but can you consistently do it and be repetitious about it? Well, it's having those values. To me, it's the three things. That's what the Fade Factory is built on. It's quality, consistency, and convenience. If we don't provide those three basic values, we have not been able to take care of the people the way we need to. You know, it's not about self and image. It's about providing for them. And when you continuously keep that mindset of your clients, you will continuously grow. It's when someone feels that they reach a certain level that now they are the reason why they are in the position they are. And, and that's not the case. The people is what got you where you needed to be. So people take care of you. You take care of them. That's it. Always keep the person first. Always keep, like I said, quality, care, and concern. And everything you do, doing it with a service heart. 
I mean, when you do that, it continues to grow, continues to manifest itself, and you can continue to improve. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on, is that they fail to be able to continue to improve in whatever area of craft they're in, because they went from a position of, you know, thinking about the client and putting the client first, to all of a sudden putting themselves first. If I'm always putting the client first, I'm always going to be seeking new and more innovative ways to improve the way I do my job and become a better professional at my job. When you start putting yourself first, then you think, okay, I made it, I arrived. People are now taking, you know, whatever service that I provide to them, they're happy with it. So now I become comfortable, which makes me a little bit more lazy, which makes me, my level and quality of service start to lack. And that's where a lot of business owners make their biggest mistakes because they become comfortable. And one of the biggest phrases I like to tell people and I use all the time is that you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. You have to always be striving for improvement, striving to, you know, take yourself to the next level. And you can be doing that a number of different ways. And you've, you know, like I said, continue to push yourself in different areas, continue to challenge yourself because, you know, of course, I know firsthand it's a it's a tough, daunting task to step out on faith and start that business. Right. You know, you know, for me, you know, what are some things that you felt like you needed to put in place that you didn't have before you stepped into business? Because we all go through that. You know, am I financially in the right position? You know, do I have the, the right kind of support? So, you know, what was the deciding factor for you to take that leap? Well, faith is number one. That's always going to be number one. Doesn't matter what it is. Faith. Two is coming up with a process. If you don't have a process in place, you'll never reach any destination because you have nothing to go off of. You can't wing business. Business is not one thing that you could just come up with off the wing, just off the top of your head. It doesn't work like that. And so you have to continuously follow your process and make sure that everybody in your business is following your process. So now you're generating little use, many use. So everybody has that same mindset and we're all on one accord. And for me, that's what's important. Well, based on what we just shared, you know, that's how you said close the wealth gap within your own barbershop by creating a process, a repetitive process that people can now duplicate, which has allowed you to duplicate yourself, which allowed because you're not replicating yourself in other barbers around the area. That's helping everybody that's involved with your shop to grow and provide a better life for themselves. And that's how we continue to close the wealth gap.